Amen, amen, and amen. He looked beyond our faults and he saw our needs. I don't know about you today, but my soul is on fire because I know that God has looked beyond our faults and he's seen our needs. No matter how things have been and no matter how they may seem to look, he still looks beyond our faults and he sees our needs. Amen. Thank you so much for that worship song this morning. We praise God for your music ministry and for what you've been to Refuge Church Ministries number two. Uh, you've heard the reading of the scripture this morning. Let me highlight uh, a couple of verses, at least one verse where it says, but they saw it. Uh, when they saw it, they all complained saying, he has gone to be the guest with a man who is a sinner. That is out of my New King James Version. And let me uh, give you a, a version called the Passion Version. And it says, as Jesus left to go with Zacchaeus, many in the crowd complained. Look at this. Uh, of all the people uh, to have dinner with, uh, he's going to eat in the house of a crook. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They called them crooks back in that day, just like they call them crooks right now. Uh, and so I want to talk to you this morning from what I call our inflection point in this particular scripture. Uh, you've got to stop complaining. Stop complaining. Uh, let us pray. God, we do thank you right now for this word that is an opportune word. It is a word that you have ordained for such a time as this. And so, God, we ask that you will let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, you are our strength and our redeemer. And everybody on the line said amen and amen. Stop complaining. This week, the greatest of all time, what they call the GOAT, uh, Simone Biles, the gymnast, decided that she was not going to uh, uh, do her gymnastic activities uh, in the Olympics this week in Tokyo due to her desire to sustain her mental health. And she's allowed to do that. Uh, and she is known as the GOAT, as they call it, because she is quite simply the best and better than all the rest in her field. Amen, somebody. Knowing that the seriousness of good mental health, some people wholeheartedly supported her, as is always the case. We have people who will support. In fact, the psychologists say her decision to make her mental health her first priority spots like how foundational emotional well-being is to everything we do. I say put mental health first, she told a reporter, but while lauded by many, just like what we have in our scripture today, others <clears throat> began to complain about her decision. Although our scripture today is the story of Zacchaeus being found in the tree looking to see Jesus, 
there was another story here. So please listen to me. Let me talk to this other story. I don't know why God said to go this way, but I, you know, I listen to him. I listen to him every single day. And when he says, go a different way, I go a different way. Because I know we have talked about this story of having Zacchaeus in the tree before. But God is saying, here's another story that I want you to hear. Are you listening this morning? I hope you're listening to me right now. The other story deals with the complaints of those around Jesus and Zacchaeus. And God told me to hang out there on this complaint table for just a little while. Uh, so let me tell you, God is not even interested in complainers. I'm not talking about civil disobedience or, uh, or those kinds of complaints. I'm talking about those spiritual matters that we complain about, our condition we complain about. So, so stop your complaining. Stop your complaining. I hope you heard me. I hope you have heard me. That's our thing th today because we can find many things to complain about, but God is not interested in any of our complaints. In fact, he hates complaining. I hope you heard that as well. God hates complaining, so please stop it. Pray about your issues, yes. Uh, be concerned about your situations, yes. Identify your problems, yes, 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 and your trials and your questions, yes, even your circumstances. They even don't look so good sometimes. Yes, yes, pray about them all, but leave off the complaints. Leave off the complaints because God is not interested in complaining. God says to cast your cares upon him, but not complain about them. Amen, somebody. I hope you are with me today. In our scripture lesson today, I have honed in on a part of the story of Zacchaeus who climbed up a tree to get a glimpse of the Almighty as he was walking in the flesh, coming to his part of the hood. I, I know we have talked about Zacchaeus before, and Jesus had just come into this part of the hood, as I like to call it, where he had been collecting uh, Zacchaeus had been collecting taxes, and, and in part of this story, we can see that Christ was ignoring the complaints of the people. Oh, yeah, he had his lovers as well, but there was his haters in the crowd, and the crowd chose to uh, appreciate uh, the, the good things and appreciate the bad things. You see, this super rich tax collector who was head of all of the tax collectors, he would have been like the commissioner of the IRS in Washington, D.C. Uh, he, he was seeking Jesus. He had a purpose in mind, but he couldn't see him because he was short in stature. But wanting to get a glimpse of the master, he ran ahead of the crowd and climbed up a sycamore tree so he could ensure that he could see Jesus when it came by. Somebody out there should be saying that, they, that to get close to God, sometimes we have to use any means necessary. And in this case, it was climbing a tree. As Jesus was passing by, 
he looked up and he saw this short man sitting in the tree waiting. And he called him out, not just by any term, but he called him by name. And he told him to move with haste. Get going, buddy. Come down out of that tree today because Christ is coming to your house for a visit. Oh, whether you know it or not, Jesus already knows your name. He knows where you are. He knows how to find you. He knows how to call you down where necessary. And there was probably no surprise that Christ would notice Zacchaeus in the tree, for the eyes of God are everywhere, and we should might as well get to know it. But there was probably a huge surprise, Pastor I, in that Jesus called him by name, mm -hmm. since uh, he had not known him previously, and he told him that he was coming to his house for a visit. I don't know about you, but I certainly would have been surprised. Nonetheless, Zacchaeus came down quickly out of the tree, excited, and the text says that he received Jesus joyfully. People of God, let me explain to you that when the Lord comes into our lives, we must receive him with exceeding great joy. I hope you heard that. But, but, but this story continues on in our inflection point. Our inflection point tells us that out came the complainers. Oh, they were there too. They came out complaining to first. Everything seemed to be wonderful, but now here comes the complainers. They were following Jesus just like Zacchaeus. They were following like he was following Jesus. They had seen the miracles after miracles. They were interested in what was going on. So why were they complaining about the master, about Jesus. And although not written in the Bible, they were probably complaining about Zacchaeus as well. So let us plant our sermon here just a little bit as I continue to tell you to stop complaining. Many of us have heard about Zacchaeus being in a tree so he could not see and not necessarily be seen. But not much has been said about the complainers who were always in the crowd complaining about Jesus. The complainers were always there. Look at John 7 and 12, where it says that there was much complaining among the people concerning him, him being Jesus. And some said, he is a good man, while others said, no, to the contrary. He is leading people astray. He's a deceiver. Uh, but God's word says in Philippians 2, 14 and 8 through 18, do all things without grumbling or questioning that you be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation. How many of y'all know about the, the twisted and crooked generation that we are in, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life, so that in the day of Christ, uh, you may be proud that you did not run in vain or, or labor in vain. Oh, that's good word right there to me. I could stop and shout on that one right by itself. 
But you know, there was other complaints. There was in the Old Testament, Miriam, Moses' sister, complained uh, crazily in front of God and in front of her, son, her, her brother uh, uh, because Moses had married a black woman. They called it Cushite, but she was black. Uh, yes, there was some racism going on back then as well. You remember Moses who had to lay on his backside of the mountain uh, on the desert with God and, 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 and to, to get direction from God as to what to do with these children of Israel. God could have listened to all of his complaints. Yeah, yeah, you know how he was an eloquent in speech and how he stuttered all the time. He needed somebody to talk for him. Uh, but God didn't accept any of those complaints. And let me tell you something, he won't accept ours either. Miriam complained because of something very, very juvenile, something stupid, but the Lord heard her as she began to speak. Uh, she complained, and, and given that Moses was so meek, the Bible says he was more meek than anyone else on the face of the earth, God decided that he would punish Miriam with leprosy. And the Bible says she turned white as snow and, uh, with the disease. So people of God, I admonish you today, be careful how you complain, especially when it's about things of God. Stop complaining. God is not interested in complaining. In case you are wondering, let me just explain what complaint is. The dictionary said it's called grumbling. It's, it's called whining. It's called growling and expressing dissatisfaction to protest or lament a condition or circumstance. There are those who grumble with ill attitudes. There are some who whine and complain and they use a nasal tone and they get all upset and, and do things in a mean and objectionable way. Um, uh, finally, those that growl express their complaints in a most angry way. Yeah, 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 people complain, they complain. They complain because they can't see their way. They complain because when they get in a position uh, people might hate them for it, and and, they, and so they complain, they complain, and then more than anything, I like to think that they complain because they don't have any intimacy with Jesus. You see, this story also talks about intimacy with Jesus that Zacchaeus was seeking. We seek to uh, have a better relationship with Jesus. Because we, we need a better relationship with Jesus. Because a better relationship will change our complaints to compliments. Yeah. A better relationship with Jesus will change our condemnation to compassion. Uh, yes, 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 yes. And, and since uh, Sister uh, Javita was talking about getting vaccinated, I will say whether uh, people like it or not, uh, they might complain about me, 
But if you haven't gotten vaccinated, get vaccinated. Hear the science that God has given to the people so that we can be well. Go get vaccinated, please. Uh, don't complain. It's no time to complain. There's no time to just lo lay it out there and say, I'm not going to do it and find all the fault with the vaccine and why and why not. It's time to stop the complaining and find out what God has done in the life of us so that we might have life and have it more abundantly. In this story, the Bible doesn't even say that Zacchaeus complained about being short. Uh, it, it does not say that he complained in any way, but it does say that he hurriedly rushed ahead to see Jesus and anchored himself in a tree so that he could see him. Uh, yes, Pastor Keith, it's not time uh, to complain. There's no time to complain. And, and there shouldn't be complaining before God and certainly not about the work that God is doing. Why? Because you may block your own blessing. I hope you heard me. God hates complaining not the complainers, not the people. He loves the people, but he hates it when we complain and we can block our own blessing by complaining. That was one of Israel's greatest downfalls. They're consistent complaining. They complained when they were slaves in Egypt. They complained when they got to the Red Sea. They complained when God pushed the Red Sea back so they could cross on dry land. They complain in the wilderness. They complain against their leadership. They complain that they didn't have water to drink. They complain that they didn't have food to eat. Yet every single time God provided for them so their complaints would go away. Even God that hated their complaining so much he decided that he would let them suffer some death and some destruction uh, and, and give them example of judgment so that they could begin to reduce their complaint. But, you know, here is a point that I like to make, that when we complain, it's the opposite of Thanksgiving. Clear and, 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 and unapologetically, Thessalonians 5 and 18 said that in everything, in everything, give thanks. It didn't say give complaints. It said give thanks uh, for this is the will in Christ Jesus concerning you, concerning me, concerning us. But, but, but we must not complain because in Philippians 4, 11 through 13, it says there is not one situation when one is complaining that they could not instead find a reason to give thanks or praise. Yes, yes. And, uh, and so as we go forward in complaining, you, you know, we also are implying that we don't trust God. We got to trust God. We got to think before we act. We got to not complain. I, I, I know that God has this message for somebody out there today. I don't know where this message might reach, 
But he said, stop the complaining. Begin to trust in him. All this complaining appears uh, for anybody that is checking on them that they do not trust the almighty God to do what he said he would do. God who has brought you from a mighty long ways. When you were down and out, God brought you. When you didn't see your way, God brought you. When you couldn't understand what was going on, God brought you. And he didn't say complain. He said, be like Job, who said, though you slay me, yet will I trust you. No complaints. No complaints. And so this scripture has given us a lot of good complaint uh, eliminating uh, pieces to uh, remember. God has seen us. He's already seen us, whether we're short or tall. God knows who and where we are, and, and he knows our name already. He calls us by name because if, if we, even if we don't have intimate relationship with him, God already knows who we were when we were created. He knew us from our birth. And, and sometimes we just got to, to take extraordinary measures to see past the complaints of others. Because people will complain uh, even if you have changed or you have not. They will complain if they complained about Jesus. Let me tell you, they certainly are going to complain about you. Uh, but, but, but what do they teach us? What do complainers teach us? And I'm going to hurry to get through and I'll be out of your head. That we have to stay in faith. I hope you heard me more than anything else right now. Complaining does not help you stay in faith. But if you stop the complaining and you rely on God and you trust in God and you depend on God, you can stay in faith that you need to keep moving in according to God's word is another reason for not complaining. And this story also teaches us that even with complainers in the picture, that God looks beyond, here you go, Reverend Denise, God looks beyond our faults and sees our needs. Now, God did this, he orchestrated this because I had written this and I had not talked to Reverend Denise. And guess what? God put this in this message for us to be uh, uh, making it all congruent and close together. He looks beyond our faults and he sees our need. Perhaps somebody has complained about you in the past. Perhaps along the way, all you could see was those who hated and despised you, probably like they despised Zacchaeus. But I came to tell you today that even though the haters in the equation uh, are there and, and, and may not even want God to bless you, in spite of that, if you repent, if you relent, if you relinquish your sins, God will save you. God will bless you. God can and will turn your situation around. But you don't have to complain while you're going through. Please remember that. No complaining. Even though Zacchaeus was super rich and despised, he had sense enough to repent of his sins. 
He has sense enough to relent and surrender his will to the master's will. He had sense enough to relinquish and undo and untie and let go and let God would do the things that he would so so that he he wouldn't continue to do the things that he was doing wrong against the people. And he knew how to make it right. What did he do? He gave his life to Christ. Without complaint, he found out his mistakes and, and he rectified them. Without complaining, he told the Lord that he will give half of his wealth to the poor. And if he has taken anything from anyone by false means, that he would reserve them four times over. He would, we would reserve it and give it back. Four times over. They, you know, there was a law that said that they needed to give back uh, wrongdoings four times over in the Old Testament. So with no complaints, Zacchaeus did uh, find Jesus. And Jesus took him at his word because his total surrender without complaints was the only way to find him his true meaning and purpose. When God calls you out of a tree and invites you to visit him in spirit, to visit your heart, and to visit your mind, and he comes to your house, do as Zacchaeus did. Ignore the complainers and do the right thing that God points out. Because if you look at verses 9 and 10, of this scripture, he stands there that, and Jesus says to Zacchaeus, today salvation has come to your house because he is a son of Abraham. And this applies to all of Abraham's heirs, uh, including you and I. If we know God in the pardon of our sins, he will save us. He will deliver us. He will bring us through. And then verse 10 said, because the Son of Man has come to seek and to save, to seek and to save, to seek and to save the lost. Stop complaining about it. Take your situations to God in prayer. Take your circumstances to God. Take your issues to God. Don't complain and see what God will do for you. And the people of God said, amen.